From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? It's the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report, and I'm Sean Kelly, coming to you from the Smoothie King Center Studios here in New Orleans as the Pelicans tonight get set to take on the New York Knicks. Feels like a Monday to me. I want to thank Daniel Salerson, of course, for guest hosting the last two days, but the All-Star break has finally come to an end, and it's back to work with calling basketball games tonight, and so I'm very much looking forward to that. Thoroughly enjoyed All-Star weekend, ready to put that whole thing to bed, that's for sure, and I've been watching a lot of Olympics uh, as well. I wonder what you've been watching. I, I, I guess I catch myself now watching, I'm expanding my horizons a little bit here in this uh, week of Olympic games. I, I'm dialed into bobsled and hockey, of course, but uh, Last night, I'm into the snow cross and even the, high, the half pipe last night. See, I, I can barely say it. I, it's so new to me. But uh, intriguing. I just wish the, wish the uh, weather was better for that gang over there in uh, Sochi, especially, of course, Team USA. We've got a great show for you today. It's going to be busy the next couple days, as a matter of fact. The NBA trade, trade deadline is tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is uh, another edition of the Monty Williams Radio Show. And the Pelicans here with three games this week, two of which will come on the road. So we are kind of stacked up and backed up, as they say, uh, as we go through Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But here on this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report, we're going to really zero in on the Pelicans and where they are starting this final 30 of the regular season and their game against the New York Knicks tonight. With that, uh, Frank Isola from the New York Daily News is our guest today on the Black and Blue Report. And since it's Wednesday, that also means it's a Wesley Wednesday. David Wesley, who will have the call on television tonight with Joel Myers, will share his thoughts about what is ahead for the uh, New Orleans Pelicans and specifically about the uh, game tonight. And then we'll uh, visit with Brian Roberts today. The Pelicans point guard is playing very well. His last five games are second best on the team. He's also now uh, holding a spot, albeit maybe temporary, a spot in NBA history with his free throw shooting now through his first 1.5 seasons. So I wanted to catch up with Brian today after shoot-around, and that's yours today on the Black and Blue Report as well. Football-wise, tomorrow on the program, uh, John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com will stop by to preview the uh, NFL Combine, which is this weekend in Indianapolis. So it's a big weekend for the Saints and all involved, of course, in the NFL, and we'll begin our coverage of that tomorrow, starting with John DeShazer. We'll have a whole lot more, hopefully, for you from Indianapolis with regards to that. All right, so Pelicans are focused today, the NBA in general as well, and we'll begin our conversation here on the Black and Blue Report with Frank Isola of the New York Daily News after this first timeout. Here's a valuable lesson I've learned as an Intergy customer. Saving energy saves you money. And the online videos at EntergySavings.com show you how. A few simple projects can make a big difference in your bill. In just a few hours, I knocked my monthly bill down by 20%. It was easy. From caulking windows to programming your thermostat, 
the Entergy videos walk you through it. Visit EntergySavings.com and start saving today. That's the power of people. Entergy. Your mission, win your share of up to $3 million in free play and prizes. M-Life presents License to Thrill, only at Beau Rivage. You could win a trip to London, even a new Mercedes E350. Drawings every Thursday and Saturday. Up to 800 winners. So play for the thrill. License to Thrill. You belong at the Bow. CM Life Desk for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-777-9696. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Back here on the Black and Blue Report, as we mentioned, Pelicans and Knicks tonight here at the Smoothie King Center. And Frank Isola from the New York Daily News is our guest, also a star of television and radio, as we understand it. Frank, I hope that you've enjoyed your extended stay here in New Orleans. I think you've been here a while now, haven't you? Yeah, it's a nice city. I didn't get to go uh, last year and next year there for just the one game, but I was there on Thursday. All you know uh, through Tuesday, it was uh, it was great. I love uh, New Orleans; is a great city. It was nice to get some warm weather because in New York, it's been an absolutely brutal, brutal winter. And the food was good, the weather was great, and the people, as usual, were nice. So I had a really good time in New Orleans. Outstanding. How do you think the All Star Weekend went in your eyes? I'm hearing some mixed reviews, not about New Orleans, but about about the events. All Star Saturday night, the game Friday night's new Team Hill versus Team Weber thing. What was your take? Uh, you know, I think I think what happens is I think they try to overproduce all these things. You know, it, it's like the game on Friday night. It's just a game between you know first and second year players. You know, they're going at it half speed. Maybe they should make the game a little shorter, and you know, try to make it a little bit more competitive. You know, I think sometimes it's a bad look for the league when you know, like the youngest stars in the league or the players that they hope will become stars are basically going half speed in an all star game. I don't think that's a good look. And then the Saturday thing. So there are some years where the slam dunk contest isn't any good, and obviously Saturday it wasn't good, and a lot of that had to do with the format change. I had no idea why they did that. I mean, you know, I think you know the idea of the slam dunk contest is not to promote team basketball. So I've never understood why they had uh, you know the three guys out there at once dunking when it first started. You know, being in the arena, it kind of looked like the Harlem Globetrotters warming up before a game. I had no idea what was going on, and then the idea is to kind of keep score. You know, give a guy a one through a ten on his dunk. So that it was bizarre. I don't know why they did it uh, that way. I don't think there was anything wrong with the old format. Usually, when the slam dunk contest hasn't been good, it's because the participants maybe weren't big names or maybe the dunks weren't that exciting. But I thought this—I didn't think the the Saturday slam dunk. I don't think it was good because of the format. I don't know why they installed that new format. I didn't think it worked. I, you know, I may not be the smartest guy in the world, but I'm with you. I, I was I was lost, and I think that most of the fans were too. And it's at the end of a very extended uh, program, so awfully anticlimactic, that's for sure. I, and we'll see. I'm sure the commissioner will have his say uh, on his second All-Star weekend on how that format goes. Uh, Frank, let yeah. me go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was going to say, also, if they want LeBron in it, and I'm sure they're kind of crossing their fingers that maybe LeBron will do it uh, next February in Brooklyn. But uh, if LeBron is in it, he's not going to be a part of that format. You can guarantee that. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. And as big as that event, I guess, is gone with, with the corporate sponsor and national television, I think money talks, Frank, and I think that you'll get the LeBron Jameses and others if you play, if you uh, pay rather a marquee price. Yeah, and I also think, let's say there was some buildup to it. For argument's sake, 
if you had LeBron in it? And then, really, anybody could be in the field and people are going to watch it. But what if you had Blake Griffin? Blake Griffin and LeBron. That'd be, uh, that'd be pretty impressive because you'd have, you know, two of the premier dunkers in the league. And I think if LeBron is in it, I think the ratings will be great. There'll be a lot of build-up to it. But you know what? I'm not going to hold it against LeBron if he doesn't want to do it. It's up to him. It's only a half hour out of an entire year of basketball. So if he doesn't want to do it, it's not a big deal. But I also don't see the big deal why he wouldn't do it. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm with you on that. Um, hey, Frank, before we get to uh, Knicks and Pelicans tonight, are, are we in for a busy Wednesday, Thursday with the trade deadline coming tomorrow afternoon? Well, you know, see, you know, you hear these names. You, know, you hear some big names like Kevin Love and Rondo, and Gasol. I, I tend to think that those guys will probably stay in place uh, after, you know, by Thursday. Chances are they'll be, like, more of, like, the second and third tier kind of players being traded. You know, you're hearing, you know, for instance, Gary Neal's on the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Bobcats are interested in him, and the Oklahoma City is interested in him. And I, I think it's more players like that. You know, the Nets are supposedly talking to Sacramento about a Jason Terry, Reggie Evans, deal to Sacramento for uh, Marcus Thornton. So it's more of those minor things. But you know what? We've, we've been surprised in the past, and you never know. Usually when it's a big trade, you really haven't heard the players' names. I think most of the times these GMs are trying to keep things under wraps. A lot of times when the names get out there, that means it's been talked about, it was kind of rejected, and then it reaches the media somehow. But I think there'll be a lot of activity. What about the Knicks? Uh, um... I guess the perfect comeback would have been what about them? <laughs> yeah, it would have been a good one. But let's let's start with let's start with movement. Do the Knicks go after anybody? You know, you've heard the Jeff T. Like you said, you know what what's real and what's not real in the media. I get that, but um, what what would New York want to do at thirteen games under five hundred at this point with their roster? Well, I think it's the Knicks for being smart. You know, I'm all for trading anybody, but it's also a matter of what you're taking back in terms of contract because, you know, by the summer of 2015, Tyson Chandler, Amari Stoudemire, and also uh, Andrea Bargnani, their contracts come, come off the books. So the Knicks don't want to put themselves in a position where they can kind of compromise themselves for the summer of 2015. I think a lot of players are available on the Knicks. If you, you know, if you feel like you could trade for one, more power to you. And, you know, I think point guard is obviously an area of concern uh, for the Knicks. It's, it's been a major weakness for them all season long. That's why the Knicks would love to get involved with Rondo, uh, to a lesser extent Jeff Teague and also Kyle Lowry. But who knows if the Knicks can do something like that. They need to upgrade at point guard. You know, they need to be better. You know, this was a team that last year won 54 games. And right now uh, they have 20 wins. And if you think about it, think about the year that Cleveland has had. And Cleveland's year has been so bad that they've already fired their GM. Cleveland has one more win than the Knicks do. And then you think about a team like Boston that everyone in the world knows that they're rebuilding. Boston has one fewer win than the Knicks. So the Knicks are basically stuck, you know, between two teams that have had bad years. So right now I'd have to say, if you're being honest about it, the Knicks are probably the most disappointing team in the NBA this season. Wow. Frank Isola from the New York Daily News. Frank, is it, be, is it because they – is it a coaching situation that you think is maybe at fault here? Or is it a, a, a second-leading scorer in the NBA that doesn't play well with others? Um, why are they so disappointing at this point? You know what? It's, it's, I always think it's like this when you have a losing team. I think it's always a lot of things. I don't really ever think it's one major thing. Now, listen, Mike Woodson won 54 games, and I think what happens in New York is, and especially in the Nick organization, when the team is losing, everyone's running for cover, and the easy thing to do is to blame the coach. I, you know, Mike Woodson 
has to take some of the responsibility, but I'm not putting it all on him. And Carmelo Anthony's had a very good year. He deserves to be an all-star in terms of his talent. But the bottom line is he's the best player in the team that has 20 wins. And so you have to ask yourself, if LeBron were on the Knicks or if Kevin Durant were on the Knicks, would the Knicks have just 20 wins? I highly doubt it. So you have to be you – know, now the Knicks are thinking about, you know, they want to resign Carmelo. They're going to throw, you know, over $100 million at a player that right now is giving them 20 wins. So Carmelo is a very good player, having basically the same year he had last year. But it tells you that you need to surround him with better players. And then you look at that lineup. Uh, Raymond Felton, Tyson Chandler, Iman Shumper, J.R. Smith, they're all having down years. Prigioni's been hurt. He's having a down year. Kenyon Martin has been hurt most of the most of the season. So it's like injuries, uh, players that are underperforming, and what you get is a 20-30 and 30 record, and it's not good enough. And also, one other thing, the Knicks last year had Jason Kidd, Kurt Thomas, Rasheed Wallace uh, on their team, and Marcus Camby. That good veteran leadership in the locker room, especially in the case of Kidd, and I don't think it's any coincidence that uh, Carmelo uh, Anthony and J.R. Smith had their best years last year. The Knicks felt like they were too old and they didn't put enough stock in having a good locker room. And what you get is the mess that they have right now. And it's uh, it's about as bad as it gets, like I said. For that Knicks team to be 20 and 30, you look at the rest of the Eastern Conference, you, know, you look at a team like uh, the Charlotte Bobcats, you cannot tell me that the Bobcats have better talent than the Knicks. And I believe they're about three and a half, four games better than the Knicks in the standings. Wow, that's it's it's uh, hard hitting, uh, real, uh, and unfortunately honest stuff about the New York Knicks. Frank, I hope that you enjoy one more day of decent weather before you have to go back up to the frigid Northeast. Well, New Orleans is uh, a great city. Hopefully, one day uh, we'll get back in the playoffs because it looks like Anthony Davis is a terrific player. And I've been around long enough that I covered Monty Williams when he was a player on the Knicks. So I always root for Monty because he's a good guy and. Uh, at Hardy's and Nick, always remember that. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I love that when we go to New York, the whole you know, once a Nick, always a Nick. I think that's pretty special. Yeah. And except, except in the case of Patrick Ewing, and that's a, that's a story for another day because Patrick oh. is a great Nick, and for whatever reason, you know, Patrick has been an assistant coach, you know, for now more than ten years in the league, and the Knicks, for whatever reason, won't uh, hire him, and that's that's a shame. So it is, it is once a Nick, always a Nick, but with a bit of an asterisk because uh, for some reason. Uh, they shut out Patrick Ewing, and I don't understand it. I'd like to think that's a good walk-off there for you, Frank Isola. That's a pretty good shot right there. <laughs> good stuff. Thanks a lot. Good stuff. I'd love to have you on again. I hope you'll come back. All right. Thank you. Anytime. You bet. Frank Isola from the New York Daily News with us here on the Black and Blue Report. More to come, including a visit with Brian Roberts right after this. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Wednesday, February 19th, when the New York Knicks come to town. Tip-offs at 7 p.m. with a Pelicans Fest pregame block party getting underway at 5.30, featuring live music, the Zataran Season Ticket Garden, and interactive games for the kids. Tickets start as low as $19 and are available by calling 504-525-HOOP or visiting pelicans.com today. This is Pelicans guard Brian Roberts, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. 
Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report on this Wednesday. We're getting set for the Pelicans and the Knicks tonight. The All-Star break is done. Brian Roberts is our guest. First of all, sir, how was your All-Star break? It was good. Got some time to uh, kind of relax and uh, chill with the family a little bit and just kind of kind of take in the first half of, of the year and, uh, you know, get ready for the, uh, for the home run. What daddy duties did you resume over the weekend? Um... Just a lot of a lot of playing with my kids. Um, changed a couple diapers, which I haven't done in a while for my son. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Just uh, nothing like some some QT with the kids, man. You can't substitute anything for that. You're a student of the game, so how about a little trivia? Is that okay? okay. Yeah, right. that'll work. All right, here's the category. Minimum uh, free throws are the category, I should say. Uh, minimum free throw attempts, 140, in an NBA career. Who has the highest free throw percentage in NBA history? With the minimum, um, I'm going to go with uh, Mark Price, is it? I'm sorry, sir, you're wrong. It's you. Really? Did you know that? No. <laughs> All right, so your free throw percentage uh, is 92.4% wow. through 100, I think, in 45 free throw attempts. Wow. You're making it look easy. Well, I'm not thinking about it. I can tell you that. I'm just uh, just going up there and doing my routine. Have you always been good at free throws? Yeah, I mean, I've always been around, uh, you know, upper 80s. Um, I don't think I've ever finished with, with the 90s, but um, it's always been pretty good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're 92.4% you're for your career. So, it's, I mean, it's a season and a half. Right. Okay. This year, you're, I think you're about 94%. Okay. Here's the other thing. Last five games, you're the second leading scorer on this team. I don't know if you knew that either. No. And you're hitting 48% of your shots. No. I mean, uh, those are some great stats. If you would have told me that, you know, I'd have been like, wow, that's, uh, that's pretty good. But, um, I mean, I'm just going out there and just trying to play my game, man. Not really, not really worry about too much and just, you know, just do what I do. I know it's important to you to, to, for me to tell you that your assists per game are up during that same stretch. I guess what I'm getting at here is, all this being said, you had a nice five-game stretch going into the break. Do you believe... Do you believe in momentum or uh, rhythm or anything else? To the all, does the All-Star break stop something like that? I mean, I think it, it, it might have an effect on it a little bit. Um, you know, it'd be nice just to just have kept playing, you know, with, with that five-game span. But, um, you know, body needs to recover a little bit. And uh, I think, you know, with this, this time off, you know, it's going to help me out, you know, in the long run for, the, for this home stretch, like I said. And, um, you know, it might take a might take a quarter or you know a quarter or two just to get that that rhythm back, that game rhythm. But um, you know, we're all looking forward to it. Speaking of the next tonight, what should I know about New York? It's been a long time since we played them. Yeah, it has. Um, they got a game in uh, last night against Memphis, so you know they were able to get kind of that that all star rust off. And um, you know, they're, they're hungry. They're a team that's um, you know fighting for. For that, for those uh, playoff spots over there in the East, so um, it's going to be a tough game, and you know we just got to come out and not give in to you know that 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 fatigue that comes with uh, you know All Star break and having a couple days off. We just got to keep playing. They've got the second leading scorer in the NBA, as you know, in Carmelo Anthony. I know that won't be your primary assignment tonight, but how is you? How as a fellow guard can you help a guy on the wing with regard to a player like him? I mean, it's it's tough to guard that guy with you know just one player. It takes a kind of a team effort to to disrupt him and um, you know get him off his sweet spot. So it's not only up to you know Al Farouk, but uh, you know the whole team in general. So 
uh, you know, we're, we're just going to have to take that that as a challenge. And uh, we did pretty well on them the first game and just kind of use that as a as a stepping stone for tonight. They'll say that we start the second half tonight, but you and I both know that we're past the halfway point. 30 games left. What's realistic? Have you given, did you give that any thought over the weekend as to what's realistic for this team? I mean, a little bit. You know, I try not to look at, at the standings too much, but... Um, you know, we're, we're obviously not, not in the playoff race right now. Um, you know, just kind of anything can happen, basically. We don't want to use these 30 games as just kind of, oh, we don't, we don't have a shot. Let's just get through them or whatever. We want to, you know, still battle and compete. And um, like I said, you never really know what can happen. You know, it's a lot of games. Teams like us can get, get hot and, and win a few games in a row. And teams can also get cold. So, um, you know, it's just something to, to, to think about, uh, not too much, but basically just take it a game at a time and, and just try to go out and compete like we've been doing. As always, thanks for the visit. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Yep. Ryan Roberts getting ready for the ball game tonight against the Knicks here with us on the Black and Blue Report. We've got more after this. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. He has as many Twitter followers as Justin Bieber. It's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Well, coming into tonight, the New York Knicks. Are you ready for this? They're 2-25. That's 8%. 2-for-25 on potential game-tying or go-ahead field goal attempts in the final 24 seconds of the fourth or OT. And that includes last night in their loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. I know this. Our next guest on the Black and Blue Report would not let the New York Knicks be that bad in that category if he was wearing the blue and orange. It's a Wesley Wednesday. Yeah. Yep, it's a Wesley Wednesday. And with that, David Wesley joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. What do you think about that, well, David? Well, you know what? To add to the stat, their go-to guy, his shooting percentage in the fourth quarter, is the worst of all three quarters. Wow. He's shooting a whopping 36 in the fourth as opposed to 51 in the first. And so he's taking those shots which – he probably is, he's not knocking them down. So that is a, a surprising stat that, that kind of goes unseen, but it's a, it, it's a wonder why they are struggling losing six in their last seven. Hmm. Yes, indeed. Back to work tonight at the Smoothie King Center. David Wesley here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, he'll have the call with the Joel Myers on Fox Sports New Orleans tonight. Hey, before we get deeper into the Knicks and Pelicans for tonight, uh, how was your All-Star break, sir? Well, all-star break was, was good. I, you know, I got to uh, do some stuff with Feed the Children, uh, who an organization that, you know, I've gone to Africa with. Uh, and, you know, one close to my heart, uh, along with the David Wesley Foundation, good week, uh, good day there. 
uh, a lot of people helped. I think it was some 5,000 people out there. So uh, really good. Uh, Xavier came over with their basketball team just to help out. Uh, Kenny Smith was out there. Um, so, I mean, it, it, was a, it was a lot of people out there giving their, their time and, and effort, which is always great. My wife honored at the gospel celebration for her humanitarian efforts, and that was a beautiful afternoon as well. Got to go to the Saturday night stuff at the All-Star game with my son and my mother. Uh, so it was, it was quite, the, uh, quite the weekend. Sounds like you made the most of it. Very nice. Um, yeah. let's get back to the, the game tonight with the New York Knicks. Uh, the Pelicans will be going for a season sweep of this basketball game. Where are, where are these two teams right now as they meet up? I know the, as you mentioned, the Knicks have fallen on hard times again with just 20 wins after their loss last night to Memphis. Uh, they seem to be in, in one world, but yet still within shouting distance of the Eastern Conference playoffs. And yet the Pelicans here who actually played pretty well going into the All-Star break, find themselves with 23 wins and a rather daunting final 30 ahead. Well, I, you know, I, I look at the Pelicans with the pieces that they had missing, All-Star point guard Drew Holiday, and, of course, sharp shooting Ryan Anderson, as well as Jason Smith, uh, their starting center. Uh, both real key uh, components to this team that have, have really kind of hampered their, their effort to, to get into the playoffs even though this team, I think, has played admirably over uh, the last, you know, 10 games, you know, just kind of keeping it together, playing hard, playing with effort, guys getting opportunities. And you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You get those guys back, maybe add a piece or two over the summer and, you know, go at it again again next year. Every team goes through these injuries and you just do the best you can while they're happening and and hopefully it doesn't kind of kill your season as it has for the for the Pelicans. The Knicks, on the other hand, in my opinion, they have a superstar that, in my opinion, doesn't make uh, guys better around him. He's going to go out and get a bunch of shots, volume. Uh, you know, he's averaging, you know, 30 over his last 15, but uh, it's not bringing wins to this team. And you have some turmoil. You have a coach who's on the hot seat. Not to mention your superstar may or may not be there next year. A lot of trade, I mean, a lot of uh, free agency talk with him possibly going to Chicago or the Lakers, um, as well as staying with the Knicks, taking less money, which I'm not sure that would happen. And then you look at the Knicks, where they gave up so much, you know, and when that happened, you kind of think of uh, the Cowboy uh, trade years ago with Herschel Walker. They gave up a ton to get him, and therefore it makes it tough for them to to be good. I mean, they, they gave up some, some pretty good guys, uh, four or five guys all under 26 at the time, some first-round picks, second-round picks. They gave up a ton, and, and now they're feeling the, the, the wrath of that trade, and it's kind of hard to say where they're going from here and, and what that locker room's like. It, it just doesn't sound very good. None of it sounds good at all. I'm glad I'm not a Knicks fan the way you just put it there. That's for sure. Uh, David, yeah. David, uh, two more questions for you. One, what do the Pelicans need to do to win the game tonight? I mean, obviously you have to pay attention to Anthony or you'll get killed. Um, but, you know, other than that, what do they, what do they have to really fo- focus in on to beat New York tonight? 
I think I think if Anthony shoots 25 times, 27 times, it'll be a good thing. As long as there's a hand in his face, make him take tough shots, double team him, keep him off balance, and, and make him feel like he has to go out there and win it. I don't think they win that way. If they start passing the ball around, then you got guys like J.R. Smith coming off the bench, knocking down threes. Everybody's sharing it. They're a much tougher team. So, um, obviously, they have to rebound the basketball. They have to take care of the basketball. But just make it rough on 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 Anthony taking a ton of shots. Um, I wouldn't double team him and make him a passer. He he becomes a passer. Guys get involved, and then the other guys will beat you. Make him shoot. Get 25 to 30 shots, and uh, and I think the the Pelicans have a good chance of coming out with a win. They've won four series sweeps over the East. They've already beat uh, the Knicks once. This could be their fifth. All right. David Leslie here with us on a Leslie Wednesday. David, I want you to give me a project here over the next nine games, okay? So seven of the next Mm -hmm. nine are on the road. Not an easy way to come out of the All-Star break. Give me a player that I need to watch especially close and learn whether or not he's growing or there's something about his game that's breaking out at this point in the season. Is there somebody on the Pelicans roster that I could I could use a little extra homework on that that should be, I guess, maybe not only on my mind, but maybe the fans too? Well, I, I think, and this is, not, this is not a dark horse, but I think his growth and maturity and his, his, his growth as a basketball player has to start reaching another level. Who's, you know, who, I look at him as... Who's this? Uh, and this is Tyreek Evans. Evans, okay. I, I think Tyreek Evans could be... Um, I think he could be better. I think he could have a better approach to the game. And I think he could be pretty much the difference in every single game if he, if he approaches the game with a professional attitude and comes to work. He needs to watch Anthony Davis and the way he approaches games, and I'm not just talking about the numbers he's putting up, but if you watch him and shoot around, he has a bounce in his step. He comes to work. He's attentive. He looks like he wants to be there. I think if Tyreek Evans, and, and I'm not just talking about for these next nine games, especially since you asked the question that way, for the nine games, but for the rest of the season going into next season, can he have some growth in his maturity and and that's hard that's hard to look and see is he or isn't he but he can put up he can put up 17 7 and 5 those kind of numbers he's that kind of player when he brings it and uh to me i i, I question some of his approach even though he has all the ability in the world i, I like i like the assignment i, I didn't think you were going to pick him but i like it uh 17 yeah. and a half points per game his last two shooting better than 50% in his last two Let's see what he does yeah. after the break here. Very good. Very good. Uh, congratulations on a great weekend. Please uh, share with Shannon our joy uh, in her honor this weekend as well. And uh, we'll see sure you will. tonight at the Smoothie King Center. Always a pleasure with my main man, Sean Kelly, doing his thing. All right. Appreciate it, bud. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. That's David Wesley here on the Black and Blue Report. We'll wrap up this Wednesday program right through this. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. 
Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes, here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Buy NBA League Pass and watch the excitement of the season wherever you want. You'll get live NBA games on your TV, computer, tablet, and phone. Watch the incredible action anywhere. Buy NBA League Pass for only $109. To order now, call 855-NBA-LP-LP, contact your service provider, or go to nba.com slash league pass. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. Don't forget, tonight's tip-off at the Smoothie King Center is 7.10 p.m. Our coverage begins at 7 Central on the New Orleans Pelicans Radio Network. You'll, of course, have enhanced coverage at pelicans.com, and television is yours at Fox Sports New Orleans. They'll begin their pregame coverage at 6.30 Central time. 20 wins for the Knicks. The Pelicans, meanwhile, with 23. And the Pelicans looking to sweep the Knicks in the season series for the first time in a long time. Tonight would also be win number 15 against the Eastern Conference if the Pelicans can pull that feed off. All right, our thanks to Daniel Salerson today, helping us put the show together. Frank Isola from the New York Daily News. Brian Robertson, of course, David Wesley, too. I'm Sean Kelly. We'll either see you tonight on the radio or tomorrow, right back here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.